welcome back to the Snakes Cast. It's Friday, and Jay is here with me once again. Hello, Jay. Hello. And we are going to finish our discussion this uh, episode on games that have an organizational element to them. twist this time though absolutely let's take it away with the uh less opposite twist i suppose <laughs> which is hanabi um this is an interesting style of organizational yeah. game because you're organizing for the sake of your own memory right yeah there's no rules in how you're going to organize this is mm-hmm. totally up to you you don't even have to organize yeah but i no. think most players will find it much easier to do so i've seen people do some weird things so tell us about hanabi so Hanabi is a cooperative game that you're working together to do a lovely fireworks festival. Uh, it, it is a game where you have to play your cards down in a very specific order, but the trick is you're not allowed to look at your cards. You hold your hand of cards backwards. The other players, they can see what cards you have, and they can help you and give you clues as to what your cards are, but they can never directly tell you, like, hey, that's a blue two. They can say, oh, these are blue or these are twos, and you have to infer what that means. Right. So oftentimes you'll see players constantly rearranging their hands, not you know looking at the actual fronts, uh, rearranging, okay, well, I know this is a one, so I'm going to move it over to the left. I know this is a five, I'm going to move it over to the right. And I know this is these two are blue, so I'm going to flip them sideways. <laughs> you know, it's all kinds of things. It's one of the games I think you sort of see the strangest hands of cards being held, yeah. just because of what people <laughs> decide to do. Um, it is a it's a very intriguing game, and I think the organization that you have have to do in it, if that is the way your mind works, mm-hmm. is entirely unique. Because yeah. what I do to organize my hand won't be the same as what you do no, to organize. Yours. I've seen people like they'll put them between two fingers if it's something. There's things I would never want to do. <laughs> well, it's it's also interesting because of that element of you don't have to do it, and I have mm-hmm. seen some people just memorize their hand. Yeah. Which is I mean, kind of extraordinary. Regardless of the game I'm playing, I almost always rearrange my hand to go from lowest to highest. Right. Left to right, regardless. So when I play Hanabi, once I start getting information, that's what I do because it's what I'm used to seeing in my hand. The other thing I think with this is the organization becomes more important with more players. Because oh, it's going sure, to be longer yeah. before it gets back to you again and you yeah. have to remember all that information. Which I think is really interesting. Well, the great thing with Hanabi, of course, is that it's also spawned a bunch of games that have a very, very similar style to them. Yeah. Um, so one that you were discussing uh, when we were sort of t- chatting about where we were going to go with this, which I have not played yet, is Beyond Baker Street. Yeah, Beyond Baker Street is a very similar concept, except it's uh, you're trying to solve mysteries while Sherlock Holmes is doing it. And uh, as is usually the case with these kind of games, the whole point is to solve the mystery before that know-it-all Sherlock does it. Himself. So awesome. So, how does the Hanabi element fit in? There are different types of evidence that you can find. Uh, you can find witnesses. You can find clues. There, there's three or four different types. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when the game starts, you're just going to randomly select some cards, which will tell you how many of each thing you need of three of them. So right. you, you might need 13 points worth of. Uh, footprints. You might need 12 points worth of evidence and you might need 15 points of alibis. And this is you personally or this is the group? This is the group. This is is a cooperative game. And each of those different uh, types of evidence is a different color. So it's like purple, brown, orange, whatever. Sure. Uh, So then you have your hand of cards and these cards correspond to those colors but also with a number ranging anywhere I think from 1 to 6. I can't remember the exact number. Uh, But again, just like in Hanabi, you hold your hand backwards so you cannot see 
what you've got. So on your turn, you can give a clue to another player, much like in Hanabi. But if you do that, that is going to move the Sherlock Holmes figure one step forward. Mm. And if he gets to the end, that means he's basically solved the case. So you don't want to do that too much. Interesting. There are different difficulty levels which start him further ahead on the track as well. Right. You can also choose to play a card down into one of those different evidence piles. You have to choose which one you're doing first. Right. Uh, and if you play the card, you flip it over, you put it down. If it is the correct color, then that goes towards what you need. So if you need uh, 12 blue and you put down a 5, now we need 7 more. You need to right. get to this number exactly. Oh. You cannot go over. And what happens is... Uh, I might be a little fuzzy <laughs> on this, but what happens is if you play the wrong color, so you're going to, okay, I'm going to play this card on this. Ooh, that was the wrong color. The number on that card gets added to the difficulty. So if I played a three brown, now oh. the difficulty is 18. Oh, that's a challenge. If you overshoot the difficulty, on the other hand, then that card gets shuffled away and you draw a totally new one. You have to restart. Oof. Uh, and in practice, you may as well just restart the game. Uh, so you have to collect all three of the pieces of evidence, meet right. them exactly, but also you have to eliminate the impossible because once you've eliminated the impossible, you know, whatever's left, however improbable, is the solution. So to do that, you have to discard cards out of your hand, and whatever number is on them moves an impossible track up. Oh. And that has to be, get to exactly 20. Interesting. Well, there's a lot to yeah. There's keep a track lot of, of things. So there's a lot of different ways. Again, you're going to have to organize it, but you also have to think about what you discard and how much you can give to homes. It's uh, it's it. There's a lot more going on. That's very cool. There's another spin-off of Hanabi, if you like, or something that uses yeah. that Hanabi idea, which I really enjoy, which is also a cooperative game, uh, and I've only played it a couple of times and. There's a very good reason for that. But that is a game called Bomb Squad. Have you come yeah. across this guy yet? I've seen it. Yeah. Right. I haven't played it myself. So the idea of this is it's the same thing again. It's an RB. You're holding your hand backwards. Yeah. You're having to work out what cards you have and play them appropriately. But what you are doing by doing so is moving a bomb defusal robot around a building, trying to get to and defuse bombs and along the way uh, rescue people who are trapped inside, unlock doors and so on and so forth. And you have to play all the right cards to do this. And you can... In theory, take as many turns as you want. (laughs) Except for the fact that you're against a timer. Mm. And they have released an app that is a timer app. And playing this game was one of the most stressful experiences I have ever had at the game table. Well, as soon as you add bombs, you really up the ante. Well, that's true. But this timer just ticking away in the background (laughs) and... The panic of you can see that someone thinks they're about to play the right card and they're taking too long or they're they're wavering towards another one and you're just sitting there sort of screwing your toes into your boots waiting for actually what's going to happen. And it's really hard, but it's a wonderful experience. And it's it's not something... Sorry. That adds a whole other element then because... In a lot of these games, you have you you have to organize things. You have to be ready, but quickly organizing it is a it's different brutal. story. It's really really brutal, but it's it's fabulous. It's it's a really smart game. We don't have it on the wall, unfortunately, but we do have have copies for sale. Um, but it's it's just it is highly stressful. Yeah, um, and it's something you do not want to play terribly often. <laughs> Nothing but, wrong with a little bit of stress. No, absolutely. <laughs> And then there's another game uh, we've been talking cooperative so far, but if you turn into the competitive world, yeah. uh, Abracadabra. 
uh, or Abracawatt, as I believe that's, it was raised over here. It's, yeah. it's sort of got the two names. Uh, is a fabulous game, which um, Scott described to me at one point in time. He said, you're all drunk wizards who've forgotten what spells you can cast. Yeah, that's um, the best way of putting it, I think. Yeah, and it's the same premise, right? You've got things facing away from you, and you're trying to get them all... Yes, the, the, the difference table. here is you're not cooperating so no. you can see what spells the other players have available in these tokens but you don't know what you have but there's a limited supply and although there are a few random ones that you don't know you can kind of infer <laughs> from yeah. what you can see from the other players as to what might be safe to cast and there's they, the, the the numbers of the spells because they, they have names and they have effects but they also have numbers and they go from 1 to 8 and there's 1 1 2 twos, three threes, mm-hmm. up to 8 8s the standard logic so it's very safe to cast an 8 yeah. but you can't cast backwards right you yeah, can't you cast a 7 after an 8 Yeah. so you have to, you have to make that decision yeah. And uh, if you cast something that you have, you know, that goes wrong, then actually, what happens? You're out, or you, just you lose? Damage? No, you lose. You lose some health. Yeah. Uh, unless you cast the, the summoning the dragon, which is the most powerful spell in the yeah, game. The That's the one. one. And you roll a, di- a, a dice that has one, two, or three on it, and your opponents take that much damage. All of them. Yeah. But you take it if you don't have the dragon because yeah. so it gets annoyed at being woken up. It's all about depleting the other player's hit points. Right. Casting spells. It's a duel, essentially. And the organization in this one is slightly different again because it's all in your mind. Yeah. It's all trying to work you out how best to play your turn. The, to, to sort of work out because, you know, you might play a two and then a five and then another five and then a six and then an eight. But if you accidentally play that six and then you go, oh, no, I think I've got a five, you're yeah. stuffed because you can't carry on playing. And one way to win a round of this is to cast all five spells yeah. in once. It's a push your luck. And if you fail, you lose a life and it's the next person's it's turn. much like uh, in code names, the, the order that you go in matters. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> go with the lock if possible, but this adds the extra element of it has to be in numerical order. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting game. And then we have one last one to discuss. <laughs> and this kind of... It's organizational precisely because you can't organize. Yeah. It's the anti-organizational game. Right. <laughs> and that is, of course, the best game about farming beans you'll ever play, <laughs> which is Bonanza. <laughs> it's a wonderful game. So the thing with Bonanza is you have your hand of bean cards that you draw every turn, but you're never allowed to rearrange the order. You have to play things the order that you got them, right? generally speaking. Uh, but at its core, it's a game about trading. Yes. So you, you'll have cards in your hand. You, can't, you have to play them in a certain order, but you can trade them from wherever you want. So right. it's like, hey, man, I need to get rid of these green beans. I'll trade you for a wax bean. And unlike games like Catan, it can just get really desperate. It's like, take them for free. I don't want them. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. It's interesting because the, the organization almost comes through the trading. Yeah. Because if you can clear those two cards that are in the middle of your hand and pull that card you want forward. Yeah. Then you have, that's the thing that is your organization because right you only have two although really three bean fields that you can plant things in you can only hold that a certain type uh, of bean in each field right you if you have to pl- if you are forced to plant a bean that's different it prematurely harvests your fields and you don't get as much money right so that's why getting rid of those bad ones is super important and you have to work around the forced I guess lack of organization in your hand right yeah it's a very interesting concept for a game and i actually i really enjoy it it's another game that uh, we were talking about this last week with the curation thing it's another game that claims to play with two and doesn't no no no. Uh, (laughs) although there is now bonanza the duel yeah and i played that and i 
was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. It's obviously a different game. There's a lot it's... of these games that uh, they should just keep coming out with two-player versions. You know, like yeah. Seven Wonders and things. Yeah, <laughs> Seven Wonders Duel is amazing. Seven Wonders as a two-player game is Maybe really Maybe it's not. just things that say duel. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly. But yeah, it's, um, I, I enjoy that logic of Bonanza, and I think it kind of forces... The organization, it's interesting because you can see what has to be done. Yeah. And unlike Hanabi, where you can see what someone else has to do. In this case, you can see exactly what you have to do, and the other players might make it impossible. Yeah. Which is really interesting <laughs> to me. Which is why, yeah, it's the exact opposite, I would say, because you, you want them to help you, but this is like, help me, and then, no, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we have it. There's a whole bunch of games all about the concept of organization, which I think is, is something a little bit um, sort of special within that logic subset, like we were saying. Yeah. So hopefully there's some food for thought for you there if that is something that is up your street. That's going to be all for this week. Thank you again so much, Jay, for joining me. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. And thank you guys for listening to this episode. Uh, the Snakes Cast is produced by Dax Audio and music is provided by Ben Sound. You may get in touch with us at podcast at snakesandlattes.com if you'd like to say hi, if you have any questions about what we've been talking about, or if you have a topic you would like to suggest for us to discuss. In the meantime, however, come and join us next week when we are going to be talking about superhero games. Uh, just in time for Infinity War. Uh, so we will see you then for that. And the opinions expressed on the Snakescast are those of the presenters and guests and nobody else's. See you next week. Mm-hmm.